0: of Course, for all my listeners in the Georgia area, you can come out to Booch Fest at the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia, located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The next two shows will be Thursday, December 8th and Thursday, December 22nd. The show will be hosted by me and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the booch is taking over Kennesaw. And on December 10th, Combat Pro Wrestling presents Seasons Beatings at Eastside High School, located at 1300 Brushy Creek Drive, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 1300 Brushy Creek Road, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. I, of course, will be the ring announcer for this event, and the show will be featuring special guest general manager, WWE Hall of Famer, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also scheduled to appear are the cowboy James Storm, the legendary Barbarian, the greater good Garrett Sinclair, forever young Devin Cruz, from AEW Griff Garrison, the Russian Wolf Neil Koloff, from Tosh.0 Dave Wills, it's still real to me damn it, the all-American blue chipper Chase Emery, buckshot Brian Brock, NWA Tag Team Champions and NWA United States Tag Team Champions. The Heat Seekers. Born Scum Chase Lovelace. Stan The Man Lee. From AEW Dark and Friday Night SmackDown. Marcus Cross. Outlaw Randy Wayne. From AW Dark, The Brolic, Tyson Maddox, The Gimmick Destroyer, Dave Stage, and many, many more stars. Be sure to follow them on social media via Facebook at Combat Pro Wrestling, Twitter at Real Combat Pro, and on Instagram at Combat underscore pro underscore wrestling to find out more information on superstars that will be added and when the tickets will be on sale. I am so excited to be part of this show. I look forward to ring announcing, and I also look forward to seeing all of you in Taylor, South Carolina, as we do a benefit show for the Eastside High School weightlifting department. So come on out for a great show, and let's help the students of Eastside High make some motherfucking... I've
1: tried, 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 and I've tried even more. I've cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I press, I push, I build, I beg, hope it's some success. The inevitable fact is that it never will. I've tried to go fuck shopping, but there's no fucks left to buy. I've got no fucks to give, the more fucks I've tried to get. I'm over my fuck budget, and I'm now in fucking debt. have no more fucks to give my fucks have all dissolved. I've planned many projects but my
0: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Boochcast, he's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, sir. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott.
2: What's up, dude? To dude that to me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Generally speaking, I'm not that broke, Vinny, I I have to say. Actually, ah, oh, here we go. Just yeah. sure, mixed in on several things. Yeah. I sound like a robot. I just talk, I like talking this way. Get to the, understand the point, Red Heart. Anyways, go
0: ahead. <laughs> Alexa, are you ready to do the show?
2: Okay. I can't do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I'm sorry. I cannot compute. Um, but anyway, uh, we kicked this show off. This is, of course, the go-home show before Full Gear this Saturday, uh, which at the time that you're listening to this is basically tomorrow night, is Full Gear. But uh, next week we'll have that recap for you guys. And basically we kicked things off with the first official match of the evening. We got us some tag team action. Brian Danielson and Claudio Castanoli versus Les Sex Gods.
2: It started off really good before they even both teams got to the ring. Um, they started brawling outside the ring, 40 to match start. I was like, okay, I figured that was going to happen because a lot of tension on these between these two groups. So, I mean, both teams did a lot of, a lot of good. Well, the three of them did. Uh, I swear to God, every time this Spanish fly moment, he sticks out that tug, I'm going to slice it off and stick it up his ass. And I think you can probably agree with me on that. Anyways, move on, continuing this year. Uh, typical, great opening match. Physical, dominating, except for Sammy G, of course, because he sucks. But the other three did fantastic. Brian Daneson and Claudio Castanova, they got good coaching. They worked great together. Of course, the set got, they did really good together. But it was really good opening match. It was kicks, hits, a couple of flips uh, because of uh, Sammy G. Uh, then at the end. Uh, Chris Jericho try to use the bat without RBA for seeing ca- uh Claudio takes it away, puts a scorpion deathlock in, and Querico, for the second time has tapped out. Vinny, your thoughts.
0: Beautiful. I mean, this was actually a pretty good uh opening match, like I said, aside from the Sammy G shit, you know. Uh Sammy is a buzz kill everywhere he goes. Um, but overall, pretty good. I mean, I liked um Jericho and Danielson definitely have great chemistry, him and Claudio as well. It was interesting to see these guys work together as a tag team, but it's gonna be even more intriguing when it's going to be every man for himself and No, no, thing, does not, the ref does. Oh. But the thing is, when I look at this um match, I did notice one thing that I had an issue with. And it's that we didn't see a whole lot of, you know, issues amongst the teams. Because the thing we have to keep in mind is, it's every man for himself in the Fatal 4-Way match at Full Gear. Like, at Full Gear, all four of these men are going to be fighting each other, and only one of them can walk out with the Ring of Honor World Championship. And nowhere in this match did I see any moments of tension, any moments of, you know, like accidental hits or awkward moments. Like nowhere in the match did I see anything that tells me it's every man for himself because, you know, Claudio and Danielson, they can sit there and pat each other on the head and jerk each other off all they want. (laughs) The fact is, if one of them has the opportunity to go for the pin, you're not going to sit here and tell me the other person's going to sit there and let them pin them. And let them get the pin. Someone's going to break it up. Now Jericho and Sammy, we already know where they're at because Sammy's a lap dog. But there wasn't even any moments of doubt there. Like maybe Sammy might want the championship. Maybe Sammy wants to elevate his career. Maybe he wants to surpass Jericho. I didn't see any of that. And this is the go-home show. And I'm not saying that everybody has to turn on each other, but give me something. <laughs> give me something. Like, Claudio goes for an uppercut, and Jericho moves out of the way, and then he hits Danielson. Or Danielson, you know, goes for a move and accidentally hits Claudio. Like, hell, there was even one moment, because I'll be honest, I got some of this plan right now, where literally Claudio was going for the spin. Uh, fucking Sammy hit a super kick. He fell back. Jericho gets catapulted, but he jumps up on the turnbuckle. Now, Now, it looks like a good spot, but it would have been better if he super kicked him, he leaned back, and Jericho face-first hit the turnbuckle. Or went so high as to hit the ring post. Then it would have been like, oh, Sammy fucked Jericho, didn't know it. Then you could have had the sharpshooter and the tap-out. That would have been a better finish than Claudio just swinging him around. Like, do something to where someone accidentally fucks the other person over. Then you got tension between Jericho and Sammy. Give me something that lets me know that Saturday's going to be every man for himself. So, yeah, it was a great tag match, but it did nothing to forward the story. And that's a problem that AEW has. They keep sacrificing the match for the sake of the story. Or they, I'm oh, sorry, no, they sacrifice the story just to have that good match. And it's regard so that was my issue with that, and then they have the video package that hypes up the world title match between MJF and John Moxley at full gear. Uh, Zach, how would you feel about that? Uh, they're
2: just getting it hyped up. I'm actually looking forward to that match. It didn't bug me. We already seen it three times already before this match even starts. Like, okay, we understand. Is MJF going against Moxley for the world title at eight o'clock? At eight, eight, eight o'clock. Stay tuned, folks. Hopefully, this paper is not five hours.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, they're they're questioning whether or not MJF can earn it. You know, because literally MJF has cheated to win in every match he's done. Every match, there's there's never been a moment where he's won clean against anybody. He has cheated to win every match. So this is his moment where he now has to prove, I am truly the best in the world, you know, where I can win a match legitimately. And everybody's looking at John Moxley as the best wrestler in the world today. Uh, I, I wouldn't go that yeah. far, but he's just rough and tough. But either way, like I said, this is one, this is one of only two matches I give a single fuck about this Saturday. And... After that, we see a vignette from Darby Allen, who uh, hypes up his match at AEW Full Gear, where he and Sting will face Jeff. I mean, where he and Sting will face Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Sting says it's showtime. Backstage, Sunday that tells him to show up at Full Gear. Jeff Jarrett says it'll be Sting's last time on Saturday.
2: Great promo, except for the part with uh, Darby Allen be- being in the da- uh, body bag. Did they
0: need to have that? No, they did not. They, they did not need okay. to have that. It was not necessary at all we we could have gone the whole rest of the night without that we we did not need
2: I yeah, I understand the promo but I don't understand that body bag and Jeff Jarrett came out. So it's like, this could be a less mess, Sting. It's like, as soon as those two te- get into the ring at the exact same time, they're going to get in there slowly. The whole crowd's going to go, holy shit, like go off the wild because it's been a while since we've seen Sting and Jeff Jarrett. Same ring right here. I like the promo, but Darby Allen did not need to be in a body bag. Since the term, he keeps on doing the shit that he's doing. He's going to end up in a body bag. Hopefully we don't get sued.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, I enjoyed Jeff Jarrett's promo. He's always been a great promo. Um, he's definitely getting people to take the match seriously. Um, which is a key thing. Uh, Sting didn't really say much. The Darby Allen thing was stupid. Uh, um, the the only thing worthwhile in this whole uh segment was Jeff Jarrett. I think that was it. Jeff Jarrett was the only one. He was the only one really cutting a promo. Everybody else was just kind of there. Very very true, sir. Jeff Jarrett was the only entertaining thing about that promo. All right, good. Right. And then we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Anthony Bowens with Max Caster and Billy Gunn versus Swerve straight. Strickland with Keith Lee.
2: All right, everything was going. Everyone coming out to the ring, and then of course, Badass Billy Gunn had to attack. Uh, had to twist Strickland, and they got banned. They got banned. All everybody got banned from ringside and funny thing was Anthony Bowden's taps uh, Swerve Strickland and uh, Soxson won. It was, it was really, really good. i actually to tell you the truth. I mean, even though Swerve Strickland did a lot of spot monkey moves because I saw a different side of Swerve Strickland. He had a vicious streak in this match. Anthony Bowden put up a good fight. I also think I know Swerve Strickland's gonna win. Anthony Bowden's not going to, but I was impressed by both gentlemen. They fit, beat the shit out of each other and all of a sudden Bowens did something and slams one, two, three for the win. Moving on with this weird torment thing, Swerve so Strickland. It was a good match though. I enjoyed it. I did a lot of pity.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah. It was definitely a violent match. Um. Swerve bringing out that heelish side to him, which is what I'm enjoying. You know, he's slowly but surely coming into his own as a heel. And of course, this is going to beg the question: Is Keith oh. Lee going to turn heel along with him, or is Swerve being a heel going to break this tag team up? And is that going to be a factor going into full gear? And, you know, I, I mean, that's, you know, they're because they're heading into the rubber match at full gear between these two teams. And ultimately, this is going to be the match that makes or breaks. And uh, it was good to see Swerve get the win because, from a single standpoint, he definitely needs it, especially since uh, I'm pretty much damn certain the acclaimed is winning at full gear. I see no reason why the Acclaim would not win. And I think maybe this could lead to this team breaking up and Swerve going on his own, or maybe even Keith Lee, you know, Swerve turning on Keith Lee, and they start feuding. And we bring something up there. Yeah. All right, all right, I can see that. Okay, goodoki, your move. All right. Well, next we cut to a video package with Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose, Ugh, who discuss their match at AEW Full Gear. Rose says she's Cargill's wake-up call, and Jade vows to get her belt back. Okay,
2: Nyla Rose, how many times do we have to tell you this? You are not the TBS champion. You are not, and you suck, Jay Cargill. You suck. I did not like this promo. I thought it was a waste of time. Both these ladies like these decided, no, this is my body. You act like a bunch of fucking kids on a fucking playground. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, obviously this is a goddamn ridiculous segment and it's literally like, you know, Jade has to vow to get her belt back, even though she's still the champion which I always thought was something stupid that happens. Like, this is this whole thing is stupid and we're goddamn ridiculous and it doesn't need to be here. Why is this even a thing? Like, this whole entire match, this whole entire segment was a waste of time. It was, hands down, an absolute waste of time. We did not need to see this. We did not need to hear this. This was not something that we needed to be bothered with. Because no one is excited for this match. Nobody gives a fuck. It is a waste. So I'm not even going to talk about it. On that note, we're going to move on to the in-ring segment with Samoa Joe. Tony Schiavone asked Joe why he turned on uh, Wardlow last week. Joe wondered if it was shocking for a man to refuse to be a victim. He asked if it was shocking that Wardlow ran his mouth and failed to recognize the most dangerous man in the room. Joe says anyone that has a problem can take it up with him. Powerhouse Hobbs interrupts and notes he's been the one who has been attacking Wardlow. He offers to beat up Joe too. Joe dares him to fight him, but Wardlow runs to the ring and attacks Joe. Hobbs joins the brawl in the locker Room empties out to separate them. Wardlow stands tall after he overpowers security. He dies onto a pile of bodies.
2: Well, Joe came out there and explained why he did what he did. Okay, he did what he did. That powerhouse came out there, interrupted them. And I was just thinking, oh boy, and here comes the three of them. And then Wolo's music hit. I was like, oh boy. I was like thinking back in my head. Like, oh God, these three are going to beat the living shit out of each other. And that's going to be a brawl. That's Vikings and Game of Thrones shit. Hey, something from last week. But Joe explained. Powerhouse came out there, run in his mouth. Walter got solar revenge on Joe. Everything is fine and dandy. The Lord had to do that spot monkey goddamn move. It ruined the whole skit for me. Fuck you, Wardlow. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Don't come hurt. <laughs> go ahead.
0: Um, This doesn't make it look a goddamn sense to me. Um, Here's what bothers me about this is there was no reason to break up Samoa Joe and Wardlow. None. And here's the thing. People need to understand about betrayals and turning on people. Think about the moments in wrestling that were some of the best betrayals in the business where one guy turned on another guy and it really got to a, to the got to you emotionally when you saw it. Do you want to know what all of them have in common? What's that? They were all lifelong friendships or tag teams that lasted a long time. Weird Lo and Samoa Joe were a tag team for 6 weeks. 6 weeks and they were literally thrown together and you can clearly tell that they were simply thrown together just to do What's this Betrayal crap. That's all they were good for. That's what they were brought in for. Just to have this moment where they can turn on each other. There's no emotion behind this. There's no logic behind this. There's nothing behind this that makes a lick of sense of any kind other than we wanted to build a feud between two people and get people to give a damn because what was it it like I'm going to take all the belts that was enough for Joe to turn on him usually when a guy says that he's not really thinking about his partner and his belt and also you can be like hey motherfucker you want my belt come fight me for it I don't see a reason why Joe has to attack somebody from behind Joe strikes me as the kind of guy to look him in the eye and go hey you want my belt come take it and then you just have a fight so really this whole thing is a way of time. Again, I don't know where this is going. Are we going to have a triple threat match with both the belts on the line? Or is this just filler for a future show? I don't know, and quite frankly, I don't care. Okay. Next, we cut to Britt Baker, who discusses her match with Soraya and recalls Soraya's heated message last week. She pointed to her growth over the past three years. Baker said she became her own role model as she became undeniable by making the most of her opportunity. She says that she and AEW kept going during the COVID-19 pandemic, and that's something Soraya can never understand. Baker says that the business doesn't owe Soraya anything. She tells Soraya she can get out if she thinks she's above AEW.
2: Not a bad promo from Britt. She's basically saying, okay, you want to put your hands on me? I'll see what she got. And basically said, like, yeah, you were the Massachusetts Square, butt, but I was here at daily place. I was like, uh, no offense here to Jacksonville. I think a lot of people would rather be wrestling wrestling in wrestling and watch wrestling. Massive Square got it. No offense, Brooke, but this was a good promo right here. It basically says, she's the heart and the soul of uh, the pulse of AEW. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have been that far, but I respect you and I still like you. Dr. Bick Breaker, DMD good promo. I thought it was really good. Yeah, She spoke from the heart.
0: Yeah, and you could tell she had a lot of passion for what she was saying. And that is a key thing to any promo. And she's trying to stand up for AEW and all that other stuff. And, you know, they talked about how they kept going during the pandemic. Which they did. A lot of, uh, uh, you know, so did WWE. They A lot of the places kept going during the pandemic. And this is something that even Elvis brought up. Something about the pandemic, that was when the women's division was starting to improve the women who once sucked in the ring started getting better it's also when brit started getting better because when she first turned heel she fucking sucked because the heel turn was completely out of nowhere made no fucking sense and Britt. Was a terrible fucking heel. I know that's hard for people to grasp, but in the beginning, she sucked. She progressively got better and better and better and better and better until finally she became the Britt Baker that we see today. And so I I admire the passion. The promo was great. But being in Daly's place on lockdown... Is not the same as being in Madison Square Garden. There's a reason why they call it that. Like when you say you've been in Madison Square Garden, the O2, and the Tokyo Dome, that overrules everything. It it really does. It, you're basically saying my startup company is better than your corporation. No. Yeah, and you know. Nah, nah that ain't working, sweetheart. Nah, 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 nah. But Yeah, you might have made a million dollars, but I got a thousand. Yeah, that, that don't
2: work. <laughs> that, I don't know if I'll use that as
0: that, an example. That, that 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 ain't a flex, sweetheart. That ain't a flex.
2: <laughs> no no, 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 no.
0: Sorry, Britt, you, I'm sorry, compared to Soraya, you got nothing to flex with on this one. No, you do not. Like I said, you had a great promo, but Soraya's got the bigger flex. On that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening, oh dear. Oh God, Christ. For the AEW Trios Championship, Death Triangle defends the titles against Top Flight, and Ar Fox.
2: Um, some things just don't belong here. Oh my God, this was horrible. I'm going to talk like a robot. It was back and forth, flips, a lot of flips. You know what Tony Chavani said? one, uh, somebody said at the commentator, "This is crazy and dangerous." Jeez. some commentator actually had it right for once. But I thought this was boring as shit, and I recorded it. I was like, skip, skip, skip. Even though I should have done that, like, skip, 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 skip. I was like, dude, get this over with. And That AR Fox is dangerous. This whole thing sucked. There's two Martins in there. I don't know if they're related or not, but if they are, they need to go back to the where they come from. I like Death Triangle. One person, I truly like his pack, but otherwise, is boring. This was stupid. It was just... Bad. I enjoy it, and apparently Vinny neither did you. Go ahead, sir. Suck. Well,
0: well, of course I didn't enjoy it. It was it was dangerous spot monkey bullshit. Although there is one aspect of this match I did enjoy, mm. and that was A R Fox. I'm a fan. Um, I've been a fan of A R Fox since he was Dante Fox in Lucha Underground, and um, it was actually kind of cool to see him in this because um, recently I've been going through um some old segments and episodes from the SoundCloud days as I'm in the process of transferring some segments over to Anchor and Spotify and Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio. And I found an old Ultima Lucha Trace segment that I did many years ago at the end of the third season of Lucha Underground. And I remembered that they, they had a three stages of hell match. I can't remember what it was called, but it was between him and Killshot. And for y'all that don't know, Killshot is who we know today as Swerve Strickland. Oh. That's Killshot and Lucha Underground. So him and AR Fox, back when he was Dante, had a hell of a great match. So to see AR Fox in AEW was kind of cool. I like AR Fox. The rest of them, not so much. But AR Fox, yeah, I like. But, of course, what bothered me was after the match, Pack grabs a microphone and says they know what's going on. They've seen the videos. They've heard the rumors. If there are certain individuals in this company who think they can make their triumphant return at full gear, that's ridiculous. He says they know who they are and tells them to bring the heat if they want some. He says, Death Triangle runs from no one. Then on the video screen, they show Death Triangle. And then officially, they put up Kenny Beta and the dumb fucks. And it says, Death Triangle versus the Elite at full gear for the AEW Trios Championships. And Pac says, they've been waiting
2: for them. I'm not watching this match.
0: Good, because neither am I.
2: Okay, I will make this conclusion. I'm done. I can't take it anymore. So, if you guys are there, oh boy, you fuckers, you. You guys went. I don't care. I don't care for those belts. Oh my God. And I not out here. One CM punk champ. Okay, AW, you're starting to make me not like you. You really, really fucking are. But I'm like, you guys suck. Or at least they're going for belts that don't fucking matter. I really don't care if they have these belts, because if they have them are on my front, or on my screen, I'll go skip, 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 skip. Yep. I'm not watching this smash. I fucking refuse. And you're not either, so we can agree on that. Fuck it. Yeah. Screw it. It sucks.
0: This is go ahead. This is my bathroom break. I've already decided. And if it's the opening match, that's gonna piss me off because then I won't have a bathroom break. But I'm I'm if I'm I'm probably gonna watch this with Desmond, but I've already decided. I'm gonna put my headphones in, not even pay attention. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna watch bullshit on YouTube, go check my social media, whatever. I'm gonna kill time because I have no interest in this match. I have no emotional investment. And because here's the thing, I'm gonna say it before and I'll say it again. What else can I say about the elite that I haven't already said? There's nothing left for me to say. I have nothing left to say about these guys. I'll just be repeating the same shit because I fucking hate these guys. They're cancer cells to the business. I guarantee you. they are going to be a major reason what if AEW goes out of business, which I'm pretty sure, give it 3 or in the next 3 or 4 years, I think there's sp- I think this company's going out of business. I really do th- I really do. I don't want them to, but I strongly believe they are. I don't I do not see this company flourishing in the future. I just I don't I don't see it. We need to I'll see. You I'm in there. Okay? What can you do? The only thing I can do is not watch their segments, which I'm, I'm not gonna do. I'm not. I'm done with the elite. I'm done. I don't want to listen to them. I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to acknowledge them. I really don't. And I don't think you guys want me to either. Because some of you are either a sick and tired of hearing me complain about them, or b you're fans of them and you don't want me to speak the truth. Desmond. So, so I've said it. Before, I'll say it again. This is it. At the Today, I'm done talking about the elite. I'm done talking about it. I'm not going to uh-huh. anymore. If it And if it disappoints you, sorry. But I am not going to continue to put myself through this hell. I can't take it anymore. I almost want to say goodbye to the whole fucking company. But I'm not quite ready to do that yet. And it's because you guys keep listening to this. All right, anyway, backstage, Ricky Starks notes that Lance Archer took him out last week, but they'll clash on Friday. He bows to, He vows to beat Archer at Rampage.
2: I wish the best of luck to you, Ricky Starks. That was a very good promo up right there. Let's see what you got, I like Ricky Starks, but I'm kind of going for Lance Archer. But most likely, Ricky Starks is going to win. If Lance Archer wins. That's going to be a shock. But if Ricky Starks win, I'm not going to be shocked at all. Okay, go ahead. Get yeah, I
0: mean, we're going to see how this thing goes in this World Title Eliminator Tournament. Um, Zach and I talked about this over the weekend, but I'll just say this right now. Thank you, Jesus. Brian Cage beat Dante Martin because I would have. <laughs> I, I would have been having a fucking conniption on this goddamn show, (laughs) if Dante fucking Martin advanced in this goddamn tournament, I'd be like, fuck all y'all if that happened. But speaking of the World Tide Eliminator Tournament, we now move on to the semi-final match. We got Bandito versus Ethan Page with Stokely Hathaway. Bandito
2: put up a good fight. Uh, I like his little get-up when he comes out there, but everybody knew that Ethan, Eagle, Ethan Page was going to win. Bandito put up a lot of good news, a lot of spot monkey bullshit, a lot of kicks to the face. Jumping off the top row by Ethan Page. stayed on the ground like a normal wrestler. But at the end, the end he hit the uh, Ethan Page, hit the Eagles, h for. Over the win, one, two, three. I like Ethan Page. He's kind of ruthless, actually. I like, yeah, him as a wrestler. Yeah, He's not bad.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not a real big fan, but I don't hate him as much as I hate other wrestlers. Um, I oh, know you don't. I will say this that was I- a this was a good match. Um, it was a match. My the highlight for me was when he went for the uh, ego's edge off the top rope, and mm-hmm. uh, Bandito countered it with a hurricanrana. I thought that was brilliantly yeah. well done.
2: Yeah, that was pretty good.
0: That was stellar. It was very entertaining. It was well done. It it just it was a great counter, and nobody expected it, especially from Bandito. Cause nobody really, I, I'm no I am. I don't really expect Bandito to go very far in AEW. I'm sure. Yeah, he's a former Ring of Honor World Champion, but. How well known is he really? Cause I didn't know who the fuck he was till he challenged Jericho. So that 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 told me all I needed to know right there. But obviously Ethan Page, they got a plan for him. Uh, I'm not sure if he's. Some people say he might end you know, up if MJF wins the title, which he should. Uh, it looks like Ethan Page might be the one who wins the tournament. That way MJF can shift his focus to the firm after. He beats Moxley. Cause remember, whoever wins this tournament will face Moxley at winter is coming, which unfortunately is an AEW TV show. So it'll be on free it'll be a special TV event. So it'll be on free TV, unfortunately. But don't if MJF wins, do not expect him to drop the title, though. And if he does, fuck this company. MJF needs a long, fruitful reign. Especially with the motherfuckers who've been getting long, fruitful reigns in this business. If anybody deserves if anybody actually deserves one, it's fucking MJF. And that's all I really got to say about that. Like I said, decent match. Ethan Page got the win. All right, so good to know. Next, we have a video package that hypes up the Steel Cage match between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus at AEW Full Gear.
2: I kind of believe this and I kind of don't. I really want to see Jungle Boy and Christian Cage in the Steel Cage match. That would make a lot more sense. But this is another top of David Goliath. Kind of bullshit, Nash. I don't I suspect Jungle Boy to win. I want Jungle Boy to win, but nine times out of ten, Infinity probably agrees with me. Lizard Source is going to win this match. It's just kind of not believable, really. It should be Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, like I said thirty seconds ago. But Christian Cage is still hurt. Get healed up, you prick. Vinny, <laughs> go ahead.
0: Well, that's the thing. If 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 Christian's not medically cleared, then obviously they can't put him in the match. Just they can't. Like it. So there's a reason for this. But I do think that Jungle Boy needs to win this match. Jungle Boy needs this win. I think Luchasaurus, think Luchasaurus beat him the last time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so Jungle Boy needs the win here. And this needs to put an end to this feud. And here's the best part. If you, because of the Steel Cage match, um, you know, there's a way to have Jungle Boy win without burying Luchasaurus. He doesn't have to pin him or tap him out. He could just escape the cage. Gives him a win. Doesn't hurt Luchasaurus. Okay. Well,
2: I'll, let's see what happens. I am going for Jungle Boy, but I think uh, Luchasaurus might pull it off. That's just me.
0: Exactly. I mean, I don't know anybody that would have any objections to that. Actually, Mr. Butcheretta, I got a problem. No one should escape well, the cage. That is a bullshit stipulation. It should be a pinfall or a submission. A steel cage is the end-all, be-all, blowout. Okay. And your point is? I'm sure. All right, with, with the ginger not listening does he need to clean out the ears uh you would think you would think leprechauns with, with with the big ears could be able to hear but what i'm trying to fucking say is you do not escape the cage that sits upon my business and seriously does he not understand the concept of sitting upon the business does he even care about the business what's going on here what part of shit's upon my business do you not fucking understand and then, dude, I'm not helping you look for your car. Oh wait, that's right, you don't and have then, one. Yeah, he doesn't have a car. He has to call an Uber. And then, I'm not playing this game with you. And then, no in it. And then, no in it. And then, no in
2: it. Okay, you Winnie, put him put back in his basket, please. you're getting on my nerves.
0: I am not going to the basket, Gator. You need to go to the basket. We got to finish this recount. I'm not going to the basket, Gator. Go to the basket. I'm not going, Gator. Go to the basket. No, I'm going to the basket. No, 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 I'm not going you cannot make me go to the basket i can make you go to the basket get your ass in the basket and the basket and what are you gonna do if i don't i'm gonna make zach do tails from the territories fuck you (laughs) yeah sorry i know his weakness (laughs) yes He hates that, too. (laughs) Uh, He also
2: still has to do the the trials of Boosh, doesn't he?
0: That's the labors of Bucciarelli. Yes, they are. (laughs) That's
2: the labors of Bucciarelli.
0: He has fulfilled two of the labors. One is going to drop on November 28th, and the other one is going to drop on December 27th. Okay, what's the first one? No, 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 26th. 26th, sorry. December 26th.
2: The day after Christmas? Oh, boy. You get an early, late Christmas present. Yes.
0: Uh, On November 28th is ECW, November to Remember, 1998. And okay. December 26th is ECW, Massacre on 34th Street, 2000.
2: Why? He doesn't like doing those?
0: Well, no. We just, we had to do them. And we need to get them done on time. They were scheduled. Because I scheduled November to Remember because it's November. And Massacre on 34th Street is, you know, obviously a playoff of Miracle on 34th Street. Which is why I chose to put that on the day after Christmas. It just, it fit there. And there were ECW pay-per-views that were on our list to do. Because we make lists, we pick and choose pay-per-views and make a list. And both of them were on the list, so we had to get both of them done. Now, of course, Gator hates doing the ECWs, but he understands they are a necessity. Sometimes if we go a long time without doing an ECW pay-per-view, we gotta throw one in. Because we tend to spend most of our time on WCW and WWE. Like a lot of the ones you guys are seeing lately. Like, for example, um, the next one that's going to drop is Survivor Series 2017. That review is going to drop. That has me, Desmond, and Gator on it. Uh, then we have um Royal Rumble 2018 is going to drop in January. Um we got Starcade 1985, that's going to be a fun one. Uh World War 395, listen at your own risk. Uh, we got King of the Ring 98. So there's a bunch of these that are going to drop, but the 2 ECW ones were part of the labors. The other two, the last two are you are videos he has to make for YouTube. He doesn't want to make them, one but certain he has gentleman,
2: to, gentleman, right? What? And praise one certain gentleman, right? Oh yeah,
0: I'll say what it is right now. Uh basically they have to ch- they have He has to praise uh, Vince Russo because he made that bet uh with Lana being the sole survivor for the team uh, cuz basically <laughs> Lana was the sole survivor for her team at Survivor Series and somebody suggested that during the online chat so each of us except for Rhiannon, cuz she's smart uh <laughs> made a bet we were so convinced Lana was not going to be the sole survivor so John said I'll make the guy who asked that question and add men to the tri- to the Twitch channel um Desmond's bet was he would goes streaking, and we make a video of him streaking, which he has not done yet, and I reminded him he owes us that video. Um, He's trying to make up the excuse that he's retired from the show so he doesn't have to do it, but I'm still holding it against him. And he might be, he's a good chance he's going to be on the live stream we're doing next week for Survivor Series. So during that, I'm going to remind everybody, he does owe a streaking video. Now, obviously, there's certain artistic liberties we have to take if we put it on YouTube. Or worst case scenario, I make it like a digital like exclusive somewhere and do something with that. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Depends on how we go about it. But he's supposed to go streaking. And then my bet was I tell a story.
2: What does Gator have to do?
0: He has to sing the pre. He has to do a video saying positive things about Vince Russo, and he has to do it properly. Like, like he can't say, you know, I love the fact that Vince Russo killed the business. He can't do that. They have to be real compliments. They have to be genuine. It has to be real. He can't fuck around with it. He has to say nice things about Vince Rousseau. He has to praise him. Because I say, when you make a bet here on the Boochcast, we honor our bets. You honor it. Don't make the bet if you ain't willing to honor it. That's my rule. I honored my bet. John honored his bet. Gator needs to honor his. And Desmond needs to honor his. Even though he's not on the show anymore, he still has to honor that bet. And I will hold him to it. Especially as I had to honor a bet with him that I did not want to do. (laughs) And you know what I'm talking about. What? That goddamn Miz t-shirt I had to wear and take a picture of. (laughs) I
2: didn't want to do that shit. that's just a t-shirt. That's not you running around butt-fucking-naked. I
0: would have rather been butt-fucking-naked than wear that Miz t-shirt. I'd rather wear a Miz t-shirt. I like the Miz. Oh, by the way, side note. uh, I got AEW playing on mute on the computer. Turns out they are having Joe versus Hobbs versus Wardlow, but it's just for the TNT Championship. Joe's title is not online. Fair enough. Who cares? Well, I think the listeners do. This is the go-home before full gear, bro. Next,
1: mm-hmm. we
0: cut to a video package showing Eddie Kingston sharing his thoughts on finally facing June Akiyama and says he's been waiting for this his whole life. Kanosuke Takeshita says he and Akiyama will show Kingston and Ortiz DDT style.
2: I did not see this. I think I was taking a piss. I literally did not see this, man. I'm so sorry. I was like, I didn't see this.
0: I, I really I, I don't even know okay. what the fuck any of that means me neither do you care Friday night live. no i i don't care about this match i mean obvi- here's the thing if it's on the main card i'll watch it and we'll talk about it if it's on the buy-in we're not even gonna acknowledge that it even happened i said it before and i'll say it it's again perfect. if it's not on the main card it ain't worth talking about i don't know where this is gonna go it'll probably go on the buy-in because i haven't seen any build-up to this and like i said it involves japanese wrestlers so i don't really give a fuck
2: I'm looking it up on Wikipedia now. There's 11 matches on Saturday or tomorrow. Yeah, 11 matches. 11 matches. You don't need that fucking much.
0: You don't. That's too many goddamn matches. A standard a pay-per-view up, a has at night. least eight. Eight is all you need. Some Maybe nine. Maybe nine. But on average... Eight is all you need. Main event, semi-main, other matches necessary. You don't need 11 matches for a fucking card, especially when all the matches go to whenever the fuck. When every match is like 20 fucking minutes. Because everybody has to get their shit in. Because nobody cares about the overall show. All they want is their match moment. And again, you have a Mark Booker who doesn't understand that concept. You just need eight matches. Okay, stop treating wrestling like it's a participation trophy. You don't need to put everybody on the card. Not everybody needs to be on the show. If you're not good enough to be on the pay-per-view, go to your, go to the gym and practice, or get better at your promos. Get over, so that way you can be worthy of being in a goddamn pay-per-view match, and not be wasting everybody's time.
2: Missing everybody's fucking time. Exactly. Okay.
0: So, on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. This is called an AEW Interim Women's World Title Eliminator. Why? I don't know. Stop giving it these weird fucking Eliminator names. If it's not a tournament, don't call it Eliminator. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, we got Badass Tony Storm versus Anna J.A.S. Do you call this a match? Um...
2: Uh, yes, I mean, yeah, I call it a match. Anna J putting up a good fight right there. I didn't know she's from Bunjim, go Georgia girl, but I didn't like Anna I I don't. I like Tony Strong a lot there These two ladies, they put up a good physical fight between the two. I like Anna J slamming down outside of Met, and slamming her inside the Met. Thought she could win, and she was sneaky a lot of the time. This right here was actually really, really good until Anna Jay, uh, I like a lot until uh, Tony Strong locks in the Texas Clover Reef, and Anna J AS Taps out. It was okay. Yeah, it was filler.
0: Okay, uh, it was filler.
2: That's basically what it was. It should have been, not have been the main uh, uh, what do you know?
0: I mean, the way I see it, it was a decent match. I mean, Anna Jay did have this one awkward moment where she did some kind of rolling move, She did some kind of roll and then kicked Tony Storm. I don't know what she was yes. trying to do. I think she botched that. Like, I think she was trying to go for some kind of roll attack, but she didn't get. She 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 roll. She didn't get like her. She didn't get close enough to kick her. So she just ended up looking stupid, which means, yeah, don't do stupid shit you don't know how to do. It's like, don't... That was kind of stupid, but other than that, I thought it was decent, you know? It was decent. Tony Storm did very well, as always. Anna Jay, you know, got a chance to work a little bit, but she's clearly still green in a lot of areas, but uh, I don't really fault Anna Jay much for that, because I don't think she gets a lot of ring time, unless she's doing dark and elevation, but, you know, you... She definitely needs to she got she's a lot of work she needs to get done. She's she needs more training, I think. Okay.
2: Yeah, she definitely needs more training, but she's she's learning pretty good. She's not that half bad. She's still better than half some of the people that we know in this company. Oh god, if yeah. Am I right or am I wrong? Like, no, she's willing to learn. She's a heel, she's she's teaming up with uh with uh, Chris Jericho's Jackass Association. That's okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now after this, Jamie Hader confronts Storm after the match, was makes sense. They're facing off at full gear. And then we cut to the final segment of the evening, which, you know what? Mm. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do something for this episode oh, that no. I have not done on the Boochcast in a very, very, very long time. I'm thinking about bringing a classic back. You, you, you down for this, Zach?
2: What's the classic?
0: Instead of me reading the promo and us talking about it, I think I should just fucking play it. Play it. Let's play it and then talk about it when it's done, like we used to do on Blog Talk. Okay. You down for that? Okay. The whole confrontation. I'm going to play it. You, you, you want to do it? Go for it. It's All your right. show, not mine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure, the final face off before full gear between the challenger, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, and the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, John Moxley.
3: John Moxley has had so many massive matches here in AEW. We will find out just what exactly the champion is thinking right now.
4: Thank you Justin Roberts. I am John Moxley and I am the AEW World Champion. they say the championship doesn't make the man the man makes the championship so who exactly is john moxley i'll tell you i am the best professional wrestler on planet earth i am the baddest son of a bitch in this game i talk shit and i back it up I have traveled the world far and wide seeking the toughest challenges. I have taken on all comers, and I have defined the AEW World Championship. And the announcers say, like, oh, John Moxley, he loves to fight, like it's a good thing, like it's something to uh, be admired. It's not. I'm sick in the head, man. I am literally sick in the head, I am addicted to the rush of adrenaline and pain and hurting myself and my opponent and being in wars and being in firefights. I love it, man! You can't really hurt me because, like, I literally don't care. That is exactly who John Moxley is. Now last week, I asked the question, who exactly is MJF? And I am the world champion, so I scout my opponents, and I did a little research over the last few days to find out. And I found out a few things. I found out that MJF is actually a really good singer. He's a very good singer. I found out he has exactly one win in this ring in the last six months. He beat my young boy, actually. He took a summer vacation after some embarrassing bad Brian Brian Pillman act stuff. Took a summer vacation, came back with a Halloween mask on and then somebody handed him a poker chip in the worst ending to a ladder match I've ever seen. And now, He's cashing in for the... He's got a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. That's what we came to. So forgive me if I'm not exactly shaken in my boots. Do you people see the MJF? He wants you to see this perfectly curated version. Prepared speeches, hand-picked opponents. I see a man dripping with insecurity, a kid playing wrestler. I see a man filled with fear that maybe he won't live up to the hype. But you are going to see something very, very special this Sunday at Full Gear. You're going to see the world champion do what he does best. MJF is not challenging me. I'm challenging MJF. I'm challenging you to show me something. Show me you got some guts. Show me you got some balls. Show me something, MJF. Show me why everybody thinks you're going to be the future of this
3: industry. It's Stokely Hathaway. What is this about? <laughs> oh, oh, wait. look, at Lee Moriarty. He just rushed the ring and... Moxley sent him, oh, Big Bill, W. Morrissey, the blindside shot, and the Firm, yeah, Firm attacking heavily here, and attacking Regal as well, and the Firm, the group that MJF used to secure the the, the poker chip to challenge for the AEW World Championship, they're holding Regal back while they take their and MJF has it, well, there he is. That's MJF. It looks like he's ready to go. And the last time we saw him, he was laid oh. out by the firm, and now he's laying out the firm. Dropped the guns right there. And Lee Moriarty gets taken down. Now MJF inside the ring. Morrissey grabs him by the throat, but the low blow by MJF. And Ethan Page. Oh, he kicked his pointer. And a low blow for Ethan Page and a big left hand. Get up! Get up! M.J.F. just cleared the field. Get up! Get up, get up, get up! M.J.F. improbably coming hey, to the aid if of his I you, on Saturday. I get the hell out of Connecticut before I
5: firmly take my boot and shove it up your ass. Yeah. You. John, while you're laying there, hopefully in a ton of pain, let me explain something. I did not save your ass because I like you, John. No. No. I saved you because I don't want any of your pissant Mark fan club making any excuses for you when I knock your lights clean out. No dynamite diamond ring necessary. Ain't that right, Will. when i got in this business my ultimate goal was to become the best wrestler in the world and i'm not an idiot john i know this saturday in the prudential center i'm in for the fight of my life you're one double tough bad son of a bitch but know this i ain't the same kid i was the first time we fought for that piece of gold you see this time you can dump me on my head as many times as you want you can make me bleed buckets you can snap, crackle, and pop every single ligament, joint, and bone in my body, but I will not stop. Because I need that belt more than I need water, more than I need food, and more than I need oxygen. Because when you're the man that holds the AEW world title, that makes you the best wrestler on God's green earth. And God damn it, it's my time! now i heard you john i heard you last week when you said i'm not the devil (laughs) that's classic john maybe i haven't been listening very well so allow me to tell you the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he doesn't exist and this saturday at full gear you are going to find out that i am
4: all what the big deal is with you anyway but this weekend of full gear we're gonna find out if you got it in here if you can't find it in yourself i will reach in and pull it out of you because that's my job this sunday show on saturday or sunday saturday full gear the training wheels come off
3: John Moxley, MJF collide this Saturday night at Full Gear and the AEW World Championship hangs in the balance. Who will leave the Prudential Center as the AEW World Champion? I think Mox is going to be surprised. He's in for a heavy-duty fight this Saturday night. And MJF better be ready for the fight of his life as well. And, and look f- at look at Regal. The final stop before Full Gear comes your way live this Friday night. Rampage 10-9 Central on TNT. And immediately following Rampage, the countdown to Full Gear. We will see you Friday night.
0: Now that's how you close a go-home show. I honestly agree with you,
2: sir. That was absolutely fantastic.
0: (laughs) I mean, they said everything they needed to say. Pretty much. Obviously, MJF. Saves him from the firm, but makes it clear that he wants no excuses when he beats him. And you can tell from the fact that MJF's out there, he's in the tank top. Mm. He's showing that he is in great shape, like much better shape than he's been in before. Not that he wasn't in great shape in the past, but he's in better shape now. And both these men cut incredible promos. Moxley was great, even when he flubbed the fact that it was Saturday instead of Sunday, <laughs> you know, but at this point, Moxley's just like, whatevs. He he has that attitude already that it he was able to pull that off very well. I think it's because he's used to pay-per-views being on Sunday. He sometimes forget they're on Saturdays too. That's becoming more of a trend in wrestling. And ultimately, it was great. Even when he said, I'm better than you, and Masi took the microphone away, that was great. Like, both these men did their job. They sold the main event, even though people were already sold. MJF's like, it's my time, and damn right it is. Like, it is MJF's time. Mm
1: -hmm. There
0: is no logical reason to not put the belt on him at full gear. It's time. MJF needs to be champion, and he needs to be a face.
2: That's very, very true.
0: It's a fact he needs this needs to be a baby face turn for MJF. And like I said before, you can make him a babyface without having to change his entire persona. He doesn't need to be kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Just have him insult the heels, stop bad-mouthing the fans, and don't cheat. That's it. That's all you gotta change. You ain't gotta change nothing else. He can still wear the scarf. He can still have the snarky attitude. Just direct at the heels and at the baby face. And MJF is showing he can be passionate about what he wants to do. He doesn't need to throw insults or cross a line to be entertaining. He can still do it. And if anything, it'll prove for a fact that he is the generational talent that he claims to be.
2: I agree with you more, sir. Absolutely. How to say correct.
0: All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of AEW. Uh, Zach, thanks so much for taking time on my busy schedule to join join me, and I'll uh, see you again on the next one.
2: Do I have to?
0: I mean, it's full gear. We made it this
2: far. I don't want to, but I will. All right. 11 fucking matches. AEW, I fucking hate you sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) 11 matches. Do eight, maybe nine, but not 11.
0: Yeah.
2: That's going to be a long Sunday night.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a Saturday. Even well, Zach's fucking it up. I want
2: to watch a Sunday it night. <laughs> to watch a Sunday night.
0: Oh, that's different then. Okay.
2: Um, well, I want to watch it Sunday night. Then I'm gonna call you at six o'clock in the morning Monday and tell you to get your ass up. Let's recap this motherfucker. You, you
0: want to do it at six a.m.?
2: I thought you were tonight. Fuck no. I'll probably call you around 10 o'clock.
0: <laughs> I was saying you want to do six a.m. It's like all right, but
2: I'm not doing.
0: 6 yeah, at a least m. let's get some. At least let's get some sleep oh man that's gonna suck all right we'll get it done we'll get it done all right well uh, boo. all right well make sure you guys uh follow the Boots cast we're on anchor anchor spotify okay. google, Podcasts. Yeah.
2: google podcast google podcast
0: and iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite host hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Um, Of course, uh, the male soap opera moment should be up right now with our recap of Crown Jewel and be on the lookout for next week. We'll be doing our predictions for Survivor Series. All that coming soon to The BoochCast Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets photos and videos visit our YouTube channel check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted we're going to be posting some of the episodes of Dark Side of the 90s that Zach and I have recorded we got 10 in the can right now so I'm going to be getting those out soon Uh, and then of course we'll be recording the remaining 10 uh, at a later date whenever we're able to do it Um, also make sure you're following us on Twitch go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast that's where we do our live wrestling watch parties our next watch party will be saturday november the 26th next saturday night for wwe survivor series we're gonna be getting together for the big show as uh for the first time on the main roster the wwe brings out war games the female war games match is already set up the men haven't done shit with their war games yet but hopefully by the time smackdown airs they'll have that shit together because it's literally a week away And also, we'll have our D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special treat that we have in the works also you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support become a supporter of the Boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes we have three levels you can donate at pick the one that works the best within your budget we got our first level which is 99 cents $1 per month our second level is four $5 per month the same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock so don't give them money give us money we got better content than peacock anyway and we got our third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere $9.99 $10 per month the same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States ever since sold it to the peacock you got to put that $9.99 it's $10.99 bring it over here we got better content in the network, and unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans. Are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Bootcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid Me. for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Bootcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any any money left over when it's all said and done we of course continue to give zach his uh ramen noodles so he doesn't starve to death and try to get him laid because as you can see he's a tad bit cranky so we need to uh feed the geese keep the blood flowing and until next time this is Vinny boochie aka the booch saying keep on living life and take care this has been the booch cast we'll talk to you guys next time until then pizza you, baby, baby.